The goal, explain the 1990s in exactly 60 songs. The result, we did it. I'm Rob Arvilla. I host 60 songs that explain the 90s, which has indeed covered 60 fantastic songs thus far from Tupac to Radiohead to TLC. So let's do 30 more. Let's do 90 songs. No, we're not changing the name. More rad songs, more special guests, more astute critical analysis, more loopy nostalgic exuberance. That's 60 songs that explain the 90s every Wednesday only on Spotify. What up, everybody? Ryan Rucco here. It's another episode of R2C2. You'll hear my counterpart's voice in just a moment, Karsten Charles Sabathia. May the fourth be with you. By the way, I know this episode's actually releasing on Cinco de Mayo, but that means that yesterday was May the 4th, and we got an Obi-Wan trailer. Cece and I were instantly texting about that. It looks unbelievable. The Kenobi miniseries is coming out. We will definitely be breaking down those episodes. But today, we get to chat with, I mean, somebody who right now is in the early Cy Young conversation. Yes, it's only, you know, five starts in, but Carlos Rodon, who has been fantastic for the Giants after he had an incredible year last year with the White Sox in which he finished fifth in the American League in the Cy Young voting, was an all-star, went 13-5 and with a 2-3-7 RA. Last year allowed just 91 hits in 132 innings, had 185 strikeouts. Well, this year, he's 3-1 and with a 1-5-5. In 29 innings, he's allowed just 14 hits. He struck out 41 while walking just 10. I mean, he has been incredible right now leading the league in hits allowed per nine, in strikeouts per nine. He has not allowed a single home run. He's been incredible. So really looking forward to this conversation with Carlos Rodon in person with him. Um, But just before we get to that, we got to say, how about New York baseball, huh? You know, first of all, just on the whole, I I think a lot of us thought there was going to be, and this is something our producer Bobby Wagner has talked about, there was going to be some rust, off of the lockout and these unorthodox spring trainings. No, I mean, the product looks great. The quality of play right now is great. The good teams look awesome. I mean, I think it's been a really strong start to the major league season. Obviously, Evie feels the same way. I think that um, we all should be very pleased with how the season started. And it makes me even more grateful that more time was not missed uh, because it allowed us to have a season that feels legitimate. And um, and one that's exciting. And right now, it's super exciting, especially with the two New York teams. I mean, you got to give serious kudos to the Mets and the Yankees. Obviously, we spend a little more time on Yankees here on R2C2, the Mets. But, you know, just starting with the Mets, I, I think, and I was having this conversation briefly with Bobby as well, who's a big Mets fan, there is this sort of assumption always that, oh, something's going to go wrong. The black cloud follows us around. The other shoe will drop. I think you can let go of all that. I think as a Met fan right now, it is a new day. And what you see is the way good ownership changes the culture. Having an owner who's willing to invest in the project or the product changes the culture. It just does. And right now, instead of Mets fans feeling hamstrung by the moves they could or couldn't make, I think they have to look at this as a completely different book, not just a different chapter. This is a new time. For the New York Mets, they have a really good team. They obviously have had the best record in the National League. 
they look like a contender. They do not. This nothing about this feels false or pretend. Obviously, you could still get some serious reinforcements um, along the way. But I wouldn't be worried about like, is this going to last? Is this not going to last? No, I mean, I, I would be looking at this like, this is the this is the new New York Mets. This is who you have, and there's no reason to think that this isn't sustainable. I think you're going to have a lot of really fun nights this summer at City Field, and it's been really exciting to see them get off to the start that they did. You know, we also have this interesting period of time where there's really good relations between ownership between both teams too, right? Not to say there wasn't before, but. Uh, you know, much has been made about the the good relationship between Hal Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen, and obviously, you know, Brian Cashman's right hand for so many years was Billy Epler. So it's a it's an interesting time, um, just with these two franchises. And I think, you know, one of the best things that can happen for either of them is is both to be good. You know, when both are good, there's an added energy in the city around baseball as a whole, and I think it draws even more attention to the other team. Um, and the other team being, you know, whichever one isn't your team, all of a sudden, if you know the Mets are great and the Yankees are great, you're like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to both. So, I mean, awesome start for the Mets. And look, for the Yankees, the way they just took care of business in Toronto was very impressive. And one thing we've seen during this winning streak is they are finding different ways to win games. Their offense is not beholden to the home run. They have a lot of versatility in their lineup. Athleticism, they're running more. They hit their 14th stolen base in game 23 this year, something they didn't do till game 60 last year. They're top five in the majors in stolen bases. They wanted to add more athleticism, more contact. They have. IKF was the perfect fit. And so, look, I am a big believer of the, you know, the story still being written and the narrative can shift a million ways. But everybody who was just panning them for their offseason and especially for what they did at shortstop, look, right now, you got to be willing to say, they knew what they were doing, and you know I was wrong. Now maybe that'll change, but right now, if you were someone who was killing their offseason, you need to reevaluate that because this Yankee team has so many different contributors, and their lineup is so much more balanced. The athleticism is much more noticeable. Getting Hicks back has been a big deal as well for this team, but I'd say I mean Judge has been just a monster. I mean he bet on himself. The Yankees may really benefit in 2022, and then he may really benefit for the next 10 years after, because right now he looks like a guy who's going to get paid whatever he wants at the end of this deal. I mean, he he is performing like an MVP. Rizzo's been terrific. There's a great vibe in that room. Sadie Zillow, our outstanding coordinating producer, could tell you that as well. I've been around the guys quite a bit lately. There's a great vibe with this group. Terrific. And... It's noticeable when there's just already an identity to a team this early. I think there is. I think with both teams already, there's an identity. That's huge. Uh, and and you got to give the Yankees credit on this. They invested a lot in reshaping their pitching program organizationally. When they signed Sam Breen from Driveline, that was a monumental transaction. And I I believe some of what you're seeing along, obviously, with Matt Blake and the way he thinks creatively around pitching, and then you know uh, the, the trustworthy person that is Mike Harkey, who's an amalgamation, I think, of both of you know adopting and and welcoming new analytics, and then also just being a guy who's been there, done that, has great credibility in the room. Like the Yankees have invested in a really well-rounded, wonderful pitching program, and I'm not even naming all the other people you know within the development 
staff that exist in the organization, but they have to feel incredible about what they've done. And I was talking to Chad Green about it a little bit, and he was saying, he's like, man, you see the way these guys come up, and you just see the way they're taught at the minor leagues. It's incredible how ready they are. Right now, the Yankees can go to virtually anyone out of the bullpen and you feel great about them. You know, that's the thing. Even if the pen was good in the past, it was like, all right, these are the three guys you need for high leverage situations. Maybe you could slip in a fourth. You know, it felt like a luxury when you had Britton, Kane Lee, you know, uh, Batances, and Chapman. Oh, yeah, four, okay, right? Well, right now, you have seven or eight guys who you feel like can pitch in any spot out of that pen. And then a couple more who, if you have to, you feel pretty okay with as well. I'd put Castro, Licky, Peralta on the bottom rung, but that bottom rung is still much higher than other teams' middle rungs. And so, but then you look at Michael King right now, who is, you know, reliever of the year currently. Chapman, whose splitter has been ridiculous, and he's been great after that one, you know, walk the ballpark outing. Um, obviously, Lewisaga is just filthy, and, and it bounced back nicely after uh, his little struggle. Clay Holmes has become you know, one of, if not the best setup men in all of baseball, Chad Green, who locked down the first game against Toronto. I mean, there's just so many arms out of that pen you feel great about. Uh, and I think, you know, because you're not beholden to one thing or one arm, the rotation's been amazing too. How about the Yankees have only had one start this year where the starter has allowed more than three earned runs? I think the key here is a lot of different contributors, a lot of different ways to win. And right now, the Yankees are playing a fun brand of baseball and a winning brand of baseball, and they're laying the groundwork for a really fun summer, as are the Mets. All right. Want to get you to Carlos Rodon, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Has an interesting contract, too. Signed sort of a prove-yourself health-wise deal with San Francisco, two years, $44 million. But if he throws 110 innings this year, he can actually opt out. And if he keeps pitching like this... That next contract, yeah, it's going to be a lot more lucrative than the one we saw this year, considering what he did with the White Sox last year and what he's doing so far this year with the Giants. So without further ado, here is stud starter Carlos Rodon on R2C2. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, another week. We're still out here in Arizona on location, uh, Mountain Shadows Resort. Got a nice little part three back here behind us. I got my boy Adam Jones with me for another pod. And today, um, we got somebody on the pod that I've been watching for a long time, been a fan of since college, the years. I've been watching this guy, um, Carlos Rondon. So thank you for coming on, bro. How hey, you feeling? Thanks for having me. Of course. It's good to be here. I've never done this. <laughs> never never done, done anything like a podcast like this or anything? I mean, I've done like different podcasts, but not with like the video and stuff. Oh, okay. they're only like voice. On location. <laughs> good location. Good so, yeah, backdrop. I mean, yeah. the, no rules here. You can say whatever you want, yeah. do whatever you want. You know, it's all good. All right. There's people at home watching. Let's not do that. <laughs> be smart. Yeah. <laughs> Still got some years to yeah. can't burn too many bridges. Yeah. How you feeling, man? Congratulations on the off season. Nice. Um, contract and you know we're switching teams how you feeling uh going in spring training feel good um had a start yesterday went four innings so just building back up doing the volume thing you know how it is yeah out there throwing and then uh one more start and then season is so, it weird like being in a new organization you know like yeah, learning I've, people trainers that's faces like a totally different thing yeah. like 
six years with the White Sox, like you know everybody. You used to you know where your locker is in spring training. You know where your locker is when you get to the stadium. Like uh, a lot of new things to learn, a lot of new faces. Um, things are different, which but for the better. Everything's you know being a giant is like I never thought I'd be a giant. Yeah. But the Giants organization is like it's show. It's the real deal. I mean, it, you played for the Yankees. No, but I mean, I can imagine it's pretty on par with. Yeah, you that. you you can tell the difference. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In those those organizations, sure. and where did like you said you never thought that you would be a Giant? Did you have places in your mind that you thought you would play? Um, I thought maybe I was gonna go back to the White Sox. Surprise, but uh, or. I couldn't really, you know, I didn't really picture myself kind of outside that uniform, mm-hmm. which I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I got a random question. Yeah. So we never been through lockouts in mm-hmm. our careers. Oh, yeah. As a free agent during the lockout, how did you just like cope? Like, you know, you need a CBA for you to get paid. Yeah. Um, but just like, what do you do? How do you prepare? Because spring training is February 15th. I always say the day after Valentine's Day. It started March seventh. That's three weeks. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a lot of time that you aren't using spent on the intensity of throwing on the baseball field. You can throw at any college, high school field with any friends all you want, but when you show up at your facility, adren- a different adrenaline runs through as soon as you walk through the door. As soon as 100%. you get into the parking lot. How did how did you, as being a veteran, and other people that you've seen around, because you got a very veteran laden team with the Giants. How did you guys handle? Uh, being back. I mean, for me, it was just like extend whatever, you know, whatever you do in the off season. you know, you guys remember you had your whole off season routine and maybe you'd get some at bats or for me, like I'd throw, I'd try to throw to some hitters maybe once before spring training. This time it was like three or four times up. And I live in like rural Indiana, like middle of nowhere, Indiana. So I have to drive to Indianapolis like an hour. <laughs> And we had, it was, we had, uh, it was me and Tucker Barnhart and Tucker would catch the bullpens, but you know, we were in the lockout. We were both frustrated with major league baseball, frustrated with owners. So like I would throw to like a net first hitters or like have a net. Cause we didn't have, we didn't have enough people. Like yeah. I didn't have enough catchers. So I would do that. But yeah, you're right. Like as soon as, as soon as you, like, as soon as I got off the plane in Arizona, I was like, all right. All right, now this shit's real. Yeah. Like, it's for real now. You know how it is. Like, mm-hmm. you show up here and, like, instead of throwing 93, you're throwing 97 or you're freaking, you're juiced on your swings, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's a lot more aggressive. The workload's, like, everything's more aggressive. I don't know why. Because I guess it's time to show up. And lights turn on. Yeah. yeah the yeah. lights are on. Even lights though it's spring on. training, like, it's still, it's like another step. And yes. then we're going to take that next step as soon as opening day starts as you know the jitters are there no matter where you play no matter where you it play it doesn't matter yeah right. it can be in freaking Oakland like, <laughs> I've opened up in Oakland yeah. before and it's still freaking it's, it's still good. rowdy I couldn't imagine opening up in Oakland bro that's, <laughs> yeah, that's like B-52 like one of those B-52 bombers had a cool flyover when we played there they was flying over slow as hell so <laughs> yeah, that shit was loud <laughs> it was huge are they still in commission yeah I, well, I didn't think so either I think it was damn 16. that's a Vietnam bomb yeah. play yeah. I think it was 16 but like during the lockout were you in, I mean obviously you can't be in communication but like with communication with your agent like just trying to figure yeah. out like I mean it was just like, maybe an op- option like you know um well like as far as communication through the lockout like, there really wasn't like we didn't know 
I didn't know anything. I didn't know what teams were interested. Like pre pre lockout, like there was talks, um, some interest, no money talks, but people showing interest. Hey, we want your medicals, this, that, and the other. And then transition that lockout, it was like dead. And I was frustrated, right? I'd call like a couple guys from agency, like, hey, what the hell is going on? Like this, that, and the other. It's like, oh, a couple more days, you know, a week or whatever it is. And it's like day after day, just doing the same shit. Yeah. Just like. That's yeah. gotta be very, very frustrating. Now, I know yeah. one place I wanted, I, I wanted you to come to the Bronx. Like I was hoping and praying that it was some way that they would work out a deal, um, knowing that, you know, obviously being a Yankee fan and being in New York, everything revolves around the Yankees. So like anytime there's a big free agent or anytime there's pitching, you know, the, the, the name always comes up. But I, I thought that you would like fit in really well with that, you know, in that organization with that team, but yeah, it just didn't work cool. out. Yeah. I like Judge. It's good, dude. <laughs> yeah, those, face boys, those boys can bang, yeah. And yeah. I feel like you could have helped Monty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I think you know you and Monty would have would have it would have been good. You yeah. know, uh, you know for him for him to learn under you for sure. Yeah, still time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. I love it. I, so during the lockout too, I just want to ask. Like I feel like you got time that you never get at home. Like whether it's yeah. you know extra hunting time for you or whatever. Like. Did that start to sink in a little bit where you're like, man, this is kind of nice, like home a little. Yeah, the hunting ended quick for me. <laughs> uh, November was good. That's hunting, like the middle of hunting season. But like I had a lot of time with my kids, which was really cool. So, I mean, when we had our daughter, my wife and I had our daughter, Willow, I had Tommy John. Mm -hmm. And the White Sox were very good to me. They let me stay in Chicago. They let me rehab in Chicago. And there, I'd have times where like on the weekends, the team would go on the road or whatever it is, and I'd rehab in a place in Chicago. And I only lived like our our house, like our home in Indiana, is only two hours away. Oh, so on the weekends we'd drive home, we'd spend that time. I got to spend a lot. I watched my my daughter grow up pretty much, which was cool. Yeah. Same thing with my son. Like I had a little more extended time with my son, where you know that three month old stage is kind of like ah oh, that's cool, but they want mom, they want mama's milk, and they need mama. But like when you hit the like seven eight month mark, which you know. I got to see like eight months to about a year, which were kind of where the lockout was. I was straight, you know, off season in the lockout. I got to watch him grow up too. So it was kind of cool. I got, I was kind of, I was blessed. I was blessed to be able to raise my children with my, my wife. So that was nice. That was the nice part about the lockout. <laughs> Tommy John, but um, yeah, no, man, it was cool. It was nice to be home. It was kind of weird. Yeah. To be honest, it was too long. Yeah, you know, I started getting antsy as you guys. Yeah, Probably well, I don't have that anymore. But yeah, that first, that first off season, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get antsy. You start getting like, you get I, I need to be end. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be here no more. I got a question. So, last couple of years, I mean, obviously, last year was just, I mean, phenomenal. The last couple of years, and I remember when you got called up. Um, but just in the last couple of years, a little rocky in oh, terms yeah. of ups and downs. <laughs> Not good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, it's just the business. It's just the nature of the beast. Oh yeah, it's the nature of the beast. How did you handle that? Because we were, we were sitting in a conversation earlier just about the mental toughness of the game and being one of the top prospects. We're all talking about you. Everybody now, you know, with, with all the TV shows, if you are any sort of prospect or name, we're going to blast you, blast you, blast you. Your name's out there. Yep. And then the second anything bad happens, nothing, or they just talk about you bad or whatever. And you're in a city like Chicago. It's Part not, of it. It's not a city like Baltimore where they don't. It's not as big in terms of media coverage. But how did you handle the last couple of years? Because it seemed like last year you just had a mentality of F you. 
to everybody, especially the ball. <laughs> I've heard a lot of it. That's been, that, that, that FU has been built up like for, for a while. Man. That's been in me for a while. I've had some, some demons. Uh, yeah, went from shoulder surgery to pitched a little bit into Tommy John, into the 2020 COVID year where I sucked ass, like was not good. Um, not a good showing for me. Non-tendered, White Sox gave me a chance and then finally balled out, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some shitty moments in there. I'm going to be honest. Like, there were some dark times of anger, you know, why am I hurt? Why do I suck? I've never sucked. I've never dealt with this adversity. But um, it was all for good. Like, mm-hmm. as cliche as it sounds, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys if I didn't go through all that, all the hard, hard hardship, I guess. Um, but all of us have, as players, we deal with it. Yeah. I think I it think, only makes you better. I mean, that's just baseball. People deal with a ton of shit more so than my Tommy John or my shoulder. Like, who gives a shit? So there's a lot of worse things in the world. But I was, you know, blessed to be in this position to uh, the Giants signed me to the contract that they did. And so I just thank the Lord for that one, <laughs> to be honest. No, that, that like you, you said it perfectly, like going through that adversity is the only reason you're able to sit here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and I mean, baseball is that, the, no matter how long, like how good you are, if you play for a long time, you're gonna fail. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have yeah. a long period of time where you suck. At, at just It's just the nature of the beast. So the, the quicker you can get that adversity and figure out you know, how you get out of that, because it's going to happen a lot the longer you play. You know, I think the better off you are, for sure. Yeah. True. I'm not the only person that's gotten Tommy John or all that shit, so it's like, <laughs> people deal with it different, but, uh, no, I was, I'm just, I'm actually glad it happened. Because <laughs> I was, I was good when I was young, as you guys know. I was really good yeah. out of college, and um, I wasn't like a dickhead, but it's definitely cocky, and I kind of needed that punch in the face, so it's good. Baseball yeah. always gonna get that punch yeah. in the face. Humble <laughs> <laughs> down, humble you quickly. Yeah. Oh man, no matter Very. who you are, yeah. it'll humble you. That's good. That's good to hear because, you said, you can tell your story to the next kid. Yeah. You can, like no matter what, there's gonna be another kid who is the prospect and hurts himself. That's just how this oh, game yeah. works. And you know, you can tell your story. You can have somebody can lean on you for that advice. Yeah. And you know that that's the that's the nature of this beast is to continue to pass on um, that knowledge, those experiences, to, the, to the, help someone to help someone uh, handle that situation better than you probably had, had handled it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to give, it's like the educational process. It's just always trying to teach, uh, always trying to teach the game and trying to teach mm-hmm. the, the game of life because, you know, I'm sure there's had to be times where you're like, well, shit, my shoulder and my elbow, <laughs> I, might not be, I might not pitch no more. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's, at the end of the day, it's an operation. You got to go in there and fix something. You never know how you're going to respond to it. And, you know, for you to come back to it with that FU mentality, I mean, as a baseball fan, that was awesome. I think that's the only way way you're going to do it, though. Very true. (laughs) You got to hit it, you got to punch it in the mouth. You got to punch it back. Yeah, Yeah. very true. I had a lot of help along the way, too. It wasn't all just me. Like, I've had a lot of coaches that, uh, a lot of people in my corner that were very good to me. So, I I want those people to know that. (laughs) <laughs> that's good. I that's remember good. that. Yeah, that's and I, I mean, we was talking. To, I was talking to TA yesterday. He came on, and just that constant state of always wanting to learn. Like, 
he's such a good athlete, but he's got so far to go. He wants to get so much better that, like, I mean, I, like, that, he can be like a 40-40. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. never know where he's going to go or what he can do because he's well, he always playing in high school, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, At the end of high school. And he's just got the hunger to keep wanting to learn and get better. I mean, that's the only way you're going to survive in this game, man. He's, he's going to be very good for a very long time. Yeah. Tim is very talented. Yeah. As as and he's young. Like, his mind in baseball is young. Yeah. His mind in baseball is very young. Exactly. Yes. Like, like he's, <laughs> he's learned a lot, like, very quickly. Yeah. So... Now I wanted to ask you a question about the White Sox too. While we while we on the the subject, I you know I'm super I was super critical of Tony Larusa last year yeah, when all that yeah. shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> How was it playing for Tony, man? Like huh. you know he called me right after that. I knew he would. I've been knowing Tony for a long time. <laughs> knew he's gonna call me. But how yeah. was it playing for him? I I like playing for Tony. Um, old school. I, I don't mind old school baseball. Like I like the purest mindset. I like you know. Those, like, we retaliate back if someone hits us. So we don't like people that pitch inside. Like, that's fine with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. That's hard-nosed baseball. That's the way the game was supposed to be played, you know? Um, now, with the your mean thing, like, 3-0, you hit a homer. Shouldn't have had a position player out there. That's you got no more pitchers. <laughs> They do have pitchers, man. But you know what, though? That's why I say they do do have pitchers. Another rule, though, is just like, give me a 10-run rule then, cuz. I get it. If y'all don't want to be here, we the fuck don't want to be here either. We whooping y'all ass. Like, let's just go home then. After seven, if it's by 10, shit over with. Yeah. Because you're going to throw throw a position player. Bro, if you out there throwing position players, let's just go home. Like, we can save everybody. Nobody wants to be here for five hours watching y'all get y'all ass whooped. The thing is, nobody ever pays attention to the position player days after that because they don't throw off a mound. You can play (laughs) flat ground. We play catch in the outfield. Knuckleballs, curveballs, all that. You get on that mound, that is a completely different animal. You ever get the pitch in a game? In high school, man. No, never in a big league game. They weren't going to let him throw. No, never in a big league game. Oh, man, I would have threw him some bunch of shit. Oh, oh man, that would have been nasty. But it's like, I know position players that, like, have had injuries dealing with that, have had oblique injuries from having to pitch. And it's like, look, you have arms down there. I get it that some guy maybe threw 28 pitches the night before would damn it tell you starter to go longer in the game. Man, and yeah. I also know shit. like some guys that those homers count, guys. Oh, yeah, like, dude, that's arbitration, money. Like that. Exactly. That's those, money on the table. Nobody, gonna, on the table. Nobody gonna say, oh, you hit a homer. This player, no, you hit 15 fucking homers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're taking one away. Yes, I, took deep, like, I took Darnell McDonald deep. I counted the shit, shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I counted all of that. Was it in the game? Did the run score? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, then it counts. Like, yeah. Every bit I of it. I agree. Just think about the rule changes. We were talking about it earlier, too. What do you think about the pitch clock, the shift, um, uh, maybe automated strike zone, all those things with the, with the mean, new rules? It's just baseball now. I don't really, we don't really have a say, do we? I mean, as yeah. the players, I don't really have a say. Um, pitch clock, as for myself, I work pretty you quick. You work fast. Yeah, anyway, I work yeah. fast. But there's some guys, like, you know, it's part of their the way they, you know, their show. They take their time. Whatever they need to do between pitches, I don't know. It's gonna be the relievers that are that get fucked the most. I will say this: like, there's times out there I'm sitting on the bench and I'm yelling, "Pace of play, let's go!" You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys thought the same thing. You're Very sitting there, you're sitting there, you're like, "Damn it, dude!" Like, I mean, we want to score runs, but you, you gotta throw the ball, man. Yeah. Like, it takes forever. Like, pace the pace of some pitchers is kind of abysmal. So I get the 20 second pitch clock. What was the other one? The shift. The shift. I mean, they played straight up for like. 80 years, right? No defensive shit. 140. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even like the shift. I'm like, I don't like the shift. Straight yeah. up, dude. Yeah. He gets a knock to the middle. He gets a knock to the middle. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It used to be a hit. 
No, I mean, and, and <laughs> yeah, like balls that Soft you were used to seeing being hits or outs are now no longer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like old hard ground balls. And out. Yeah, out. No, you're oh, out. yeah, you're out. You hit the ball. Yeah, yeah 105 off the bat. That's out. cool. That's an out. Hit hard up the middle. <laughs> Five, three, four, three. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. No, it's crazy. I mean, they, it's I see both sides of it. Obviously, they know the tendencies of it, but it's the fans and they don't want to see they, the ground ball up the middle is a base hit. Oh yeah, I was yeah. in Japan. It ground is. ball up the hit, ground ball up the middle is a base hit. I agree with that. No, as it like it I understand be. it as but a player. Strategy. It should be, that. but it's yeah. strategy. You can't tell somebody how to be strategic. No, and I understand that as a player, you can't tell some. But like as a fan, like I, I, I need hits. Yeah, true. I need oh, to be able to watch yeah. a, you know watch a game and fucking. And and see some action, like yeah. see somebody running the bases, going first or third, like a ball's in the gap. Right. You got to watch four fucking games at a time now to see any action. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When like, you see a hit and run. Oh man, you can't. I mean, it's, the it's, pitcher's throwing too hard. But it's only the best teams now. <laughs> like the, the the better lineups are doing it. Like the White Sox lineup, they'll hit and run and, oh, yeah. and the do it. The Dodgers do it. The Brent, like the teams that are really good are now power and speed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Where before it was just power and base to base, and that's why the Yankees so fucked up. Because they just got a whole bunch of big right-handed, like, <laughs> slow guys that can't run the bases the last oh, couple years. So, yeah, but but you need you need that middle ground. Like I said, like, you know, in Baltimore, we had a big, powerful team, but we played against Kansas City, who had put the ball in play. They're going to beat you by doing that. Yeah. On the consistent basis, they, you, I think I was you can't defend a strikeout. KC I mean, in uh, Baltimore in 14? Mm -hmm. yeah. I was at that game. We can't, def one. we can't defend the strikeout. We struck out too much. Them, they put the ball in play. Anything can happen, especially yes. when you got speed with Kane and Dyson. Yep. I mean, dudes just 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 absolutely fly. Escobar. Who'd you face? Uh, Who pitched that game one? Uh, uh, one I think was Shields. I think it was Shields Ventura. Or maybe Grinky. No, Grinky was gone. Grinky I think was I watched late. Shields. Shields Ventura went there. Shields Ventura, they like Medlin and someone else. Yeah, yeah. But it was Shield. It was Shields Ventura, and you know. Put in the ball, like, they let you know that's how you play the game. The Dodgers, you watch them. How do they win? Yeah. They put yeah. the ball in play. I mean, like, the guys like Astros, David Fletcher, Mick, Mick Mondragal, those guys are going to be valuable yeah, again, guys. Oh, man. We, we hate facing those guys. Yeah. And he probably was, he's annoying. But he could There's so much squad, back control. Like, just like, <laughs> just fists and balls. shit off. Fists and balls in the dugout. I'm like, yeah. dude, what the hell, man? Just strike out. No. <laughs> no. Those guys are important now for a lineup. Seven you know hopper through six five hole. Yeah, and then now he's on third base. Beats it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Second, like, yeah. like Brett Gardner. You got yeah. to see him. I got way. to play against him my whole career. I, he's a baseball. He's what baseball needs. Yeah, yeah. That's a baseball Brett player. Always, when you see him, that's a baseball player. You know, where's so, Brett now? Waiting no, for the waiting. Yankees to call. <laughs> that's <laughs> the team. Yeah, waiting for the Yankees. That's, 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 <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Because they will be calling. Yeah. yeah. But so, those, yeah. those are guys like, obviously you want to see, who doesn't love Judge Stanton? Oh, yeah. And the big yeah. boppers of the game. But you want to see, you want to see, like I said, you want to see consistent offense. You don't want to see slumps of 10 games oh, of, of no offense. You want to see, we talked about earlier, you got to, they have to put the ball in play at some, at some capacity. But you said also was with the pitch count. Can't just be sitting there throwing as hard. Yeah, no. I think with the with the with the pitch clock, I think guys are. It's gonna be like throwing bullpens now. Oh Where yeah. Guys are gonna be working faster. They're gonna be worn down, and I think the velocity is gonna drop. You know what I'm saying? I don't think guys are the gonna be able. Recovery part of yeah. The recovery part of like being getting out there, and you know how gas you are when you first start throwing bullpens. And 100. So like that's gonna be that's the game speed now. You know what I'm 20 saying? Seconds. Like, yeah. 20 seconds. It's gonna so be like 14 seconds pitches. It's gonna be 14 between. seconds in between pitches, and guys are gonna be gassed. So is that between? If that is no. If that is no swing or just no kind of like, say, if you throw a strike or a ball, 
No swing, no contact. I don't know what the rule is. If it's a swing and and there's no contact, the ball goes back to 14 seconds. 14 seconds. And then when the guy comes set. It's 20. It's 20 seconds. So, like, it's 20 seconds, but, like, think about throwing a pitch and, like, you're only going to get, like, six seconds of rest, really. Okay, so you got four. Right? Or do you get 20 seconds to throw the rubber? No, no, no. You get six seconds of rest, and then then the clock starts again. And then then once you come set or you start, then the clock goes off. Yeah. Okay. Back on the mound, go. Have you tried any of the new, like, uh, technology with, like, the stuff in your ear from the catcher? Yeah, or? I, I, uh, they had it. It was like a, it's like a band. Uh-huh. And they, like, press a button. It's like slider down and in. Or, like, it's cool. Uh, they said they were struggling with it. They had some trouble. Really? <laughs> so they, they had to, like, nix it. So, like, hey, we're not going to use it. I hope the Wi Fi right don't work that day. The Wi Fi at the stadium <laughs> goes up. So many people go <laughs> glitch. <laughs> That shit hit him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's bad. Yeah. It's technology. You never know when it's not going to work. That's the only thing that freaks me out, like slider and fastball. Here comes fastball, yeah. you know? You think, like, you're going to use that or, or? I don't know. That would that would speed up, you know? That would speed up. That would speed it up. Yeah, like after you throw a pitch and then the next pitch were already in your ear. That would like be ready speed, to that go. Would speed But what if you say ear. no? What if you shake it? Then you can just shake. That's what I'm saying. You can just shake. Like, and then you, they, they probably hit something else, I think. Or that's the catcher right. just knows if I shake, then it's just one up. Or one day, you know I mean, what I'm they're never going to get you. Like, guys at second aren't going to get you. Mm-mm. Right. Not that way. Yeah. No, the it's easy to get, to get you now the is, if, like, in the, in the glove back yeah, here. Those, those good teams, they no, got it all. It out. They yeah. got it all. They got the yeah. tips. They got it Grips, all. Grips. Do you mean? Because yeah. we all, we all Where's your head? Tennis Where's your everything. tongue? Where's your mouth? Where's your toes? Exactly. How'd Whatever. You, how'd your hip open up? Where's your yeah. shoulder lean this way when the curveball? Like, mm-hmm. That's part Who of the, the game. Who the hell gets it? Beltran? That's part of the you game. play with Beltran. Yeah, Lowe's oh, is the best. Bro, he can pick up damn. He was amazing. That's why you guys probably <laughs> waxed off me in 15. I was a rookie. You guys put up like nine. A Rod, Tashera hit a grand slam. I'm like, damn, I'm in the big leagues now. I'm just getting hard. <laughs> Boot off the field in Chicago. <laughs> Two innings. Two innings, maybe, I think it was. Oh, dude. It was a bad day. I walked in, I punched. I remember because I have these scars. I punched like the light socket. Oh, blood everywhere. Shit. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. At least it was with the right hand, though. Idiot. <laughs> I was mad. Oh, man. Yeah. Send it home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go home, man. Send it home. <laughs> Those lineups weren't fun to be defense, no. defensively either. No. They worked it long. They, y'all played the longest, longest damn games. games. Yeah. But y'all philosophy was that take pitches, four hours. Work. If any young guy, Minimum. no young guy, do you in Boston? No young guys getting through that lineup twice. No, not twice. Nah, not for the first time. Hell no. It was impossible. He it just couldn't. Boston and, and New York couldn't get four through. hours every yeah. game. Every go, every time. And you were in the AL East. Yeah, I got to sit Ooh. through it all the time. Yeah. Only thing that was good is that Yankee Stadium just sit watching people watching them eat their food at the, <laughs> the legend section watching Joe and Jose eat their food. Hey, what y'all doing over there? Give me, give me a bite of that, man. Go give me some shrimp. That shit look good. See my wife at the game. Go give me some, man. Give me a damn Rice Krispie treat. I, I got used to those four-hour games, bro. Like I got like I mean, that was just normal. Came, yeah. So you had like a three-hour, <laughs> ten-minute game, and you'd be like, became, became a part of it. Like we could never go to dinner. You never, you don't hang out like, (laughs) you don't hang out like normal teams because we always play night games on getaway day. Sunday night, Sunday night baseball. Sunday night baseball. We always get in late. It's never, it's not like really hanging out like you see on other teams. Like, I mean, coming from the Indians, like in the Brewers, bro, we were together every night. And that was essential too. Yeah. And the travel was easy. You know what I'm saying? And so we were together every night. We get to the Yankees. 
And it's very rare that you get a chance to hang out with everybody, you know, during the season. Cross so. Coast, Sunday Night Baseball. You guys had all the games. Every game. And every game during the week on getaway day is a night game because the, oh. the, the team wants a gate. Yeah, of course. Gate, y'all, y'all got the best gate. Always. Always. Yankees. Traveling Circus, bro. Yankee Stadium South. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling fucking circus. Nah, they came out hot. It's crazy. In Baltimore, we you saw, I see the car dudes. Some of them will switch and put on y'all damn shit. To get autographs when y'all came to town, they're like, I'm like, bro, I know, I mean, I see you in spring training with us. But y'all come to town, they're like, nah, I'm gonna put on a Yankee hat, Yankee jersey, just to catch Jeter. I see you, you in like, Sarasota, guys. Shit, man. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, yeah, I know what you look like. <laughs> man, they did everything, they had to get autographs, man. Hey, yeah, it's hard to get Yo, with spring training right now, um, you know, with pitching and, and like your routine, are you like locking in on your routine right now, or are you like, Dude, first start was perfect. Really? No clock, no nothing. On the money on everything. Because you know your time. <laughs> like the time. You know when you get out there, you're like, I start throwing at whatever, yes. uh, 40. Yes. And I get 42 down 42 was mine. 40. I get down at 50. I step on the mound on 50, one, two. I get done with my stretch, and then the anthem hits. And then I throw the wind up, and then I go down. Dude, I hit everyone. No clock, no nothing. I go, where's the clock? <laughs> Fuck it. Excuse my language. I don't need a clock. I hit everyone. That's awesome. What about, do you? are you times in the clubhouse too, before the game? Oh, hell yeah. Like, like, like I know a when I time. stretch. I know what time I stretch. Like, yeah. you probably still remember. Like, for me, it was, uh, it was an hour and a half before. It's an hour and a half before, so it would be like, Seven o'clock game. I started stretching. Trainer stretch six thirty, or sorry, five thirty. Five thirty. There you go. See, you're still on it. <laughs> five thirty. Six o'clock weight room till six thirty, and then whatever I got to do, whatever BS I do with my cleats, you know, yeah, of course, your, your niches, and then out the door and get ready to throw. And then I always Everything. had everything's the same. And I always had like uh, like certain game shirts. Like, my undershirts are like I had a G in it because I can only wear that during the game. Yeah, my dude. glove, my belt was, like, only game yeah, shit. Yeah, like, super weird. Like, That's weird. But it was always times, like, and it started 5.30, but the reason why we tired is because for a 7 o'clock game, it got to 4.15, cuz. Like, I was getting ready <laughs> at 4 fucking 15 for a 7 o'clock I know, start. I know, It's time like to go that, the fuck yeah. home, bro. Like, I've seen it, It's dude, two yeah. and a half hours, two hours, <laughs> two, 2.45 to get ready to pitch, guys. Like, Sometimes that's how it is. This is ridiculous. I guess that's what I'm you're, you're saying. That's, that's what, what you know. know. <laughs> it's time to go home, guys. Really 4.15, I'm in the tub. Like, like for a 7 o'clock <laughs> game, guys, it was getting bad. You're getting there four hours before. Oh, God. I remember just showing up at 4.15. Just like, yeah, just show and go it. Yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Nah, I had, had to eat my energy. sandwich at 3 and then 4.15 in the tub to start my routine. I'm sure. You end. played this game for a while. I know yeah. you guys have. You <laughs> had, I know both you had your have You got to have the things that your routine. Everything's Groundhog Day, Did you day, have man. a thing that you eat every day? Because every day watermelon. for you. Every day and watermelon. it's not a black thing either. <laughs> <laughs> right? White people like watermelon, Where are you getting too. watermelon from every day? We guys. had it in our clubhouse. At the beginning our, of the season, our too? Chef, our chef always found watermelon for me. I was like, I just want watermelon. Good. It relaxes me and just, just watermelon. Sit a lot longer. My draws and just eat watermelon. You <laughs> <laughs> tell my wife, like, yeah, I'm just, just ready to go eat watermelon. Ready, ready to get this game oh going, man. Ready God. to go. Ready to start. But yeah, that was simple. I mean, that was the food. But like I said, everybody got those little niches. So you put one sock on first. One sock, yeah. Like I said, game shirts. You know, how you pack, how you even pack your bag on the road. I learned from Nate McLeod how to properly 
pack my bag. On really? The on the road, yeah. He would never, he would ask him to fold the clothes, but he would never ask him to pack his bag because he wanted to pack it a specific way. You see, I mean, they just throw your shit in there. Especially, oh, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. getaway days because you come yeah. back and everything's packed and you come out with some dirty cleats. They clean them real quick. They still wet on the bottom. They throw them on top. McLeod just told me, he's like, nah, just let, tell them to fold it and you pack it. I'm like, really? And I watched it and I was like, I never, I did every every time ever since. Sounds pretty legit, because yeah. you should have seen the way I packed. <laughs> just just shit. grabbing shit off the fucking hanger and just Dude. throwing shit in the bag, bro. And it was, I had three bags I would pack. Got you. Because I, I had all my shoes, and you know what I'm saying? I, had, yeah. I needed two pairs of shoes, three cleats. Like, it was it was bad. My packing was bad. But it, was, it wasn't it was important. Stuff I bought a... three bags of shit on the road. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it was just ridiculous, like overkill of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> three game, Just a three-game rotor? Yeah, oh, no, three, three bags. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have a shagger, bullpen, <laughs> and a fucking game glove. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was Dang. bad, man. The clubbies, but then they get to know, like, this, this is what you do? This is, yeah. your, this, this is your routine? Pack the worst position shit. player that I seen that I played with was G what his routine or what he had to eat. Starbucks every day, and then he would eat peanut butter and honey sandwich. But he would only take a bite of the sandwich and then throw it out. What? Every single day. Yeah, he would, he would come he in. like five for five one day like that, probably. I mean, yeah, it must have been. Chasing, he would come in, he took one. Take, yeah, <laughs> take one bite and he would throw that shit five, out. Yeah. <laughs> five knocks this day again, I'll do it. One time we were in Kansas City and we went to the Negro League Museum. And it was a Starbucks, and, but the Negro League Museum is out of the way going to the stadium. Like, yes. it's 30 minutes out of the way. Starbucks over there, he went four for five that day. Went gotcha. to the Starbucks over there, you know, we go to the stadium, we go four for five that day. Calls me the next day, he was like, you ready? I'm like, nah, we got like an hour. He was like, nah, we got to go back to that Starbucks. <laughs> oh, like, man. fuck you, I'm not going back to that Starbucks, guys. Like, fucking 30 minutes out of the way because you got four hits. <laughs> like, go you can go. I'll meet you at the stadium. Like, he went back to the Starbucks, though, guys. Um, like, he was just so locked in on, like, oh, yeah. like, his routine and, like, you know, he was superstitious, too. All Big of time. us are. Yeah. yeah. The reason why it worked. Yeah. I like watermelon. <laughs> I eat green apples, so I'm like, yeah. nothing wrong with that. That's, that's, that's a good thing. I've never been to San Francisco. Never, never, pitched, oh, never, never pitched, pitched there. Never been there. Oh man! So you've never ever never pitched stepped on the in, field there. Oh no. So that's, I mean, that'd, that'd be weird. That's, that's going to be beautiful park. Really? Yeah, it is a beautiful park. It's I a heard the ball park. doesn't fly. It's the park's big and it the fan base is it. awesome. It depends on who hit it. Machado hit it? Yeah. It's, it's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Machado hit it? It's gonna, it's gonna go. Yeah, Tatis Manny hit hits it? a four. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna yeah, go. Francisco Certain other guys it. hit it? Ah, it depends if it's down the line. If it's in the gap, nope. But you just gotta, hey, man, hey, lube them outfielders, the hips up. That's gonna be, that's a lot of running. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good fan right base, center. though. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy it out there. It's different than Oakland. It, it sounds weird because they're, it's right there. But the fan base in New York, I mean, in, in San Francisco, like, it's a real fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really love the Giants there, the whole city. So I don't mind playing in Oakland. It bumps there, dude. Those speakers they got. Oh, you got oh man. Yeah. Best speakers in the league. Dude, I fucking hate that hits. place. I mean, it's a piece of crap. You gotta <laughs> walk, I mean, hey, I'll be walking by, you know, when you go to the clubhouse. I'll be seeing I'm, people got food. I'll be dipping my hands in it. Yeah, Not like you know, walk like, with the fans up to the clubhouse yeah, and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, chop it up with the ladies. Stairs all fucking narrow and shit. You got to walk like sideways. <laughs> like, nah, I don't, I don't really rock with Oakland, guys. Hey, man. You big. That's why. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and my ERA is probably fucking a nine there. I mean, you have to. You have to my pad. whole family's yeah, exactly. there. You got, Everywhere you, I look in the stadium, somebody's fucking screaming my yeah, name. You're being pulled in too many directions the second you land. Yeah, nah. Yeah, that's the same in San Diego, and I was like, nah. My, we used to go to Anaheim, and my mom was like, hey man, she used to have to do Facebook accounts. Hey, Adam's coming here. Buy your tickets and don't you ask me for no damn tickets. <laughs> he only get these and they mine. You get your own damn tickets. Uh, you guys, play, you plan on staying in the city? No, nah, we're staying uh, out in Lafayette over there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. East, yeah. yeah. So yeah, now everyone good. knows where I live. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody oh, yeah, going. You'll be good over there. <laughs> yeah, you'll be good over there. That's, that's I heard got, it's nice. You got a yeah. good team, man. You got a good veteran team, too. Yeah. Which, I know yeah. Longo just had surgery. He'll be back. Yeah. Got shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hit a bomb yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw it. Did he? I did. Brandon Crawford was obviously one of the best games, yeah. best shortstops. Didn't get enough attention, love. Arguably the best flow in the league. Good flow. Oh, good flow. I mean, for years yeah. now, too. Good, good flow. It's like, for bro, years. I think he trims it. I think he keeps he it a certain does. length. I keep. I think he keeps it a certain length. I can ask. He's got a permanent thing, It doesn't grow longer. Like, like, hair bouncy. just grows. Yeah, you know like what I'm right saying? There. Like, it's bounty. It's right there. He does something to it. I mean, Perlis or L'Oreal, something. He's one of them damn brothers. Bay guy, too. He's from the Bay. And Jock, too. Yeah, Jock. Jock's from, from the, the Bay, too. Palo Alto, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. There's a few right. guys. Webb. Logan Webb's from uh, Sacramento, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of guys around from uh, North, Northern California. It's yeah. a good place to be. It's good food up there, too. Good culture. Everything. I mean, it's just, you're not living in a city, but yeah, that city is just, it's just too tight. But it's been, San Francisco is a great place to play a game, man. It's cold. Night. Yeah, I don't like wear it. nothing underneath anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like it cold. Yeah, it is, it is a it is I'm a great avenue. The summer is fifty five. How? Yeah, I mean, cause you're on the water. Ain't no damn summer there. Yeah, fifty five at night, right? Like yeah, eighty degrees. Are you a meteorologist? Like now? where I grew up, you, you could go to the games. It'd be ninety degrees. It's the barometer. And you go to the game in San Francisco, and you have to wear. We leave in the fifth inning. That's what they said. It's so cold. Fifty. Yeah, yeah, and they're selling hot chocolate in the fucking middle of the summer yeah. in the stands. That's you know what I'm saying? Like. I loved it, though. I, I like cool weather. Being from San Diego, I love the cool weather, but it's just like we, we, every time we have to pack out there, you go to San Diego, to Anaheim, to Oakland, it's like warm, warm. Big jacket. Damn, then you got to bring your jacket. Yeah. Like, damn. So it, I didn't, I mean, personally, I didn't mind it, but just, you know, obviously to play at the Latins. They don't no, like, hell no. Under 70, they're like, oh, Poppy. Poppy, 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 Frio, Poppy. They don't like the cold weather, man. In Chicago, your whole, whole team is Chicago. Like you play, did you play with Melky? <laughs> yeah, I played with Melky. Melky, when it was cold, Melky would put Vaseline all over his face. Oh, yeah, but they, they would tell us that in New York. Like, everybody would put Vaseline or, like, hot. You ever hear this? All over their body. It yeah. started with Clemens. Clemens used to do that shit. Like, head to toe. He would put like hot yeah, yeah, Vaseline he would put and shit hot on. Stuff on. Yeah. Clemens would put the so hot like stuff. everybody just started doing that over there. And I, I got over there because I played in Cleveland. It's way Cold. colder. Yes. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this shit is not gonna help, guys? Like, yeah, everybody, everybody over there would do that shit. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Like uh, the thick, thick uh the white tube Vaseline. Yes, not dude. like you I'm know what that shit is. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in the dugout one day. I said, Milky, what the? I said, what the hell is on your face? He goes, oh, papi, el, el, el crema. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, cream? No, no, Vaseline. No, because he couldn't. Like, my, I have some broken Spanish. I understand Spanish, but he, like, I guess Vaseline just didn't translate. <laughs> and then someone said Vaseline. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Frio, papi. Oh, okay. I don't get it. Yeah, and, nah. but, then, but then they won't wear sleeves. <laughs> Yeah. No trade was like that. It'd be eight degrees out there. Yeah, you got a neck thing on, but no, no sleeves. sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Cattle like being from people from California, you see with a sweater on, but flip flops. It don't make no damn sense. 
I mean, I, I kind of like that vibe. Oh, you got a sweater on. <laughs> sweater on and flip-flops on. That's me, though, guys. You know, like, yesterday that was me. This morning that was me. I had those uh, shorts, a hoodie, and some flip-flops on. Man, that's like defeating the whole purpose. That's my vibe, guys. <laughs> I like that. That's hilarious, uh, man. We can end on that. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is uh, this is perfect, man. I appreciate you Thanks coming for on. Me, guys. I've been a fan for a long time, seriously. Like Thanks. since you've been in college and watching you for a long time and watching you from the other side of the field, um, you know, it's just great to have you on. So thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Best of luck, man. Hey, yeah. thank Stay you, healthy, guys. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the game. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. Great getting Carlos in person. Uh, awesome to hear the conversation and. You know, what I love about this is I'm sure for all of you, I know this just happens with me hosting the pod. Now I'm more invested in that player, right? So the rest of the year, I'm going to be following him. Does he hit the 110 innings? Does he become a free agent? Um, and the Giants, do they, you know, overcome the Dodgers in the playoffs this year and uh, build on their great 2021 season? Um, new episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes as well. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Uh, or wherever you get your podcast, you could download that way as well. We are, I think we're going to do some fun at the stadium next week. Not confirmed, confirmed yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're subscribed to our new YouTube page. Follow us on all the social channels. We update you there. Big thanks to Bobby Wagner and Sadie Zillow. The two people keep the show afloat. They're our life preservers here on R2C2, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Peace, everybody. Peace, everybody.